Welcome into From the Nosebleeds. I'm Seamus Doyle alongside Patrick O'Leary, Vince Lobiano, Taylor behind the glass. Oh, Taylor fucking got you, dude. Um, he fucking got you good. Well, actually, I, I he asked me what song to come in with, and I said tongue and cheeky. Uh, I said Reeling in the Years by Steely Dan, but that was like tongue and cheek because I thought that I sent Taylor the uh, full house um, uh, theme song. So instead of like like kind of like a nice way to begin the show this is a really funny way to begin a show which honestly bob saget being the comedian that he is would would appreciate this uh for those of you living (laughs) what happened break the news uh, well he died and uh who Who? bob saget danny tanner danny tanner Uh, passed away we're gonna gonna pour out some liquid death oh that's that's never mind that's bad (laughs) so we're gonna pour out a liquid death for bob saget i don't don't know about i don't like the water's called liquid death i don't know about you guys but I enjoyed watching Full House when I was a kid. Did you watch it, Pat? Oh, yeah, I loved it. Vince? Yeah. That Taylor? was like my mom's favorite show. Yeah, but w- were you even alive when it was airing? So I believe I no it started airing in 89 and stopped production in 94. Yeah. Or 95? Oh, 95. Don't act like, like they weren't running a lot of reruns of that show. It, it, was, oh, yeah. it, was, it was. I literally used to watch it every night. I grew up on reruns of that show. Yeah. It 99. ended in 1995. Um, so that was a year before I was born, but like they said, it was always on ABC Family on reruns. It was always on like Nick. Uh, so I mean, like I definitely grew up watching it, and I believe that it comes full circle for me, at least in my musical tastes, because the Beach Boys were always on that show because Uncle John Jesse Stamos loves them. Yes, John Stamos is actually friends with the Beach Boys in real life, and they went on the show and they would do like little songs like Surfing USA and all that shit. And I think that's where I first got exposed to the Beach Boys was actually via Full House. But anyway, it was a great show, right? Yeah. Rest in peace, Bob Saget. He was a great guy. Not so much. And I do want to, like, not to get, like, really (laughs) Debbie Downer, but I'm going to get some Debbie Downer for you. So, Bob Saget was a, uh, obviously, Abington High School Temple grad, right? So he's kind of a Philly guy, right? Um, Yeah, him, Bill Cosby, and Ted Bundy. Yeah, so that's... all-star team of Temple alum. Exactly. And we're not even going to mention Pat Doyle because, you know, (laughs) he's one of them too. But uh, in all seriousness, uh, Bob, like, his sister had the same... like uh, what the what the hell do you call it? It's a disease. <laughs> yes, it's a disease. Yes, it's a condition. Disease. Yeah, it's a disease. But what the hell do they call it? It's a uh, autoimmune disease. She had the same autoimmune disease uh, that my mom had, which is like insane because it's such a rare, rare disease. And I remember like when like we were first looking into like research and shit. Like Bob Saget was like the number one like spokesman, I guess, to help. Like it's called scleroderma, and it's very rare. Um, and he like like really helped uh, with awareness. And by the way, Jason Alexander from Seinfeld did as well because his sister uh, also has it. So it's kind of weird, but I mean, he did a lot. So um, I feel like it would be appropriate to say, to give a shout out to the Scleroderma Research Foundation, which he was a member of. And if you guys want to like donate or check it out, it's srfcure.org. So that's for Bob Saget. Enough of the depressing shit, but I feel like that he would appreciate that. It's a nice way to honor him and uh, honor my mom, too, at the same time. So a little selfish intro, but uh, I thought that that was a a good thing to do. So all in all, though, Bob Saget, funniest dude, really funny. Icon. And it's funny because... Like when we grew up, like it's it's you realize that he wasn't like he Danny, was not Tanner. Danny Tanner. He was very, yeah. very, very, very foul, but in yeah. the best way. Like like he 
Oh, <clears throat> if you like dirty jokes, Taylor, which I know you do. I mean, he's just a regular comedian. You're just familiar of him in a family friendly show. Yeah, exactly. That's what made it that much better. Yeah, though. yeah, but it's weird. It was weird watching. Well, like, he probably leaned into it more. It, it, yes, it was weird watching his. It wasn't his evolution, but it was like our evolution, I guess. Like because like we like wouldn't be able to like understand. I know people dirty that, jokes like yeah, that. I know people kids. today that still like weren't aware of like Bob yeah. Saget's like like actual career. Yeah, and to be honest with you, before Sunday, I had forgotten that he was from the area. Yeah, seriously, like I knew it, but I was like I totally forgot. But uh, anyway, well, I mean, you usually associate him with San Francisco at this point because Full House. You know? Yeah, and by the way, he was friends with Lane Johnson. So yeah, they did a podcast. Together. Did, they did a podcast together, and that is a perfect segue to preview. Damn it, he the saw Philadelphia it Eagles uh, matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That was, that that was, was my segue this Sunday saw it at one p.m. You know what they should do? They should go out there and win it for Bob. Fuck it. Yeah, win it should, for Bob. Win it for Bob Saget, who was a supporter of the Philadelphia Eagles, friends with Lane Johnson, and. Uh, and by the way, an advocate of mental health uh, issues as well, because uh, although I don't like him, uh, Pete Davidson, I don't know if you saw, came I don't out. I like Pete Davidson. And because he's banging every girl that I want to bang. <laughs> it's all jealousy. And he's probably got, he's probably hung like an ox. Um, an ox. An no, ox. You just got tattoos. Or a horse. But um, anyway, uh, he came out and said how much <clears throat> that Bob Saget helped him through some mental issues and like was like a big supporter of that. So. RIP Bob Saget. So they should win the game for, for Bob Saget. They should just and Pete Davidson yeah. and Pete Davidson <laughs> and Pete Davidson. <laughs> do, it, do it for them guys. And, nah, for real, and, and if, if, if Pete Island. Davidson wants to donate his member to me, I will happily accept. Oh my god! All right. <laughs> anyway, Eagles Bucks, one p.m. Sunday. Eight and a half. I was getting fired up. Bay. Yeah, eight and a half point. I think that's actually pretty fair. I love that. I love that. Give me the Eagles points. Over unders at forty nine. I'm taking the under. Right now, fair. right now it's at forty nine, but I'm taking the under. Taylor, it's gonna over, over for sure. It's gonna be an interesting game because their biggest, uh, their best, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Like their best method of defense they have is their run defense, and our best offense is our run offense. Well, yeah. and that's so gonna be, be the only challenge. We have the number one run offense in the NFL up against the number three run defense in yes, the NFL in this game. You know run. who else was the number one run offense or run defense when we went up against them was the Saints. Yeah. That's so, true. I mean, what happened there? We beat their ass. Yeah, we yeah. did. Listen, yeah, it's definitely possible. I just, uh, I think me and Seamus got into a little thing on Twitter about the Bucks defense, and Seamus said the Bucks defense is not good. Well, to be fair, let let let, let me hold on. Let me clarify that real quick. Uh, that was wrong of me to say. Okay. Okay. All right. Then I admit it. it. It was wrong of me to say because <gasps> I'm going through. Yeah, I think this is the first time I ever admitted fault on wow. this show, but I think I'm growing. Uh, it, you know what? I'm doing it for Bob Saget because that's what he would have want, wanted me to do, is to be honest. To grow. And and to grow. <laughs> unlike he no longer will be growing. Oh, no. But I will say Jesus. this. In all seriousness, going back to the to the Tampa Bay tweet, um, I've been like really optimistic lately about the Eagles. Like I'm really excited and looking forward to this game and because I think they're gonna win. I know we'll get into that. So the craziest I, part, real quick. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, Shams team won on the playoffs. Uh, that is correct. Oh. Yeah, uh, that's correct. Turn, you love to see a good character arc. Yeah, and at least you he wanna, didn't get you fired. You were wrong at least again? Sirianni didn't get fired for actually doing something good for the team, like the Dolphins did that that guy dirty. But <sighs> yeah, whatever, we won't talk about uh, that. But that was but, crazy. But let me defend this 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 Tampa Bay tweet. It's indefensible. So I'm not going to defend it, but I will explain it. <clears throat> I've been really high on the Eagles. I'm very excited. I had like three cups of coffee before I tweeted that out, so the neurons were mutating. So I was just like, you know what? They don't even have a good fucking defense. Like meaning, like we can beat that defense. I should have said that. They they are a beatable team. Yeah, that's a better. Yeah, and especially now, even though they have a good defense, whatever, 
uh, against the run. They, they're, they're still beatable. Banged up That's team. a much better way to put it. On yeah. the other side of the ball, they're missing a lot of players. Um, Godwin's out. Obviously, AB just quit. So he did? I mean, yes, he did. He and got um, cut, dude. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Bruce Arians never told a lie in his life. <laughs> um, but seriously, they, they are a weakened team. Yeah, one of my favorite storylines going into this game is the possibility of like a Darius Slay legacy game here just to yeah. completely neutralize the only wide receiver on the field worth a damn, and that's Mike Evans with, you know, uh, Godwin being out with injury, uh, AB being cut. Uh, Darius Slay really has a chance here to neutral help us neutralize the passing game of Tom Brady and the Bucks, uh, if he can really just keep Mike, just shadow Mike Evans all game and keep him in check. And by the way, Pat mentioned earlier, I believe it was either you or Pat. When I get you guys confused, but like yeah. uh, Evans is sort of like a ticking time bomb. Like he could self destruct yeah. at any time. Yeah, I mean he uh, he got injured last week, came back in the game, but he's injury prone in his career. And not saying I'm wishing injury on the guy, but obviously that could have an impact on the game. But while we're talking about the uh, pass defense of the Eagles. Uh, that actually, therein lies the issue I think that will be in this game, and that is uh, defending Gronk. Yeah. Because obviously Gronk's another one. He hasn't had that great of a year. Uh, you know. Uh, I, what? I wouldn't say that. No, he's definitely. Really, had a good am year. I missing? He's had a fantastic has he? year. Oh, had, yeah. I mean, he's he okay. missed. He My missed bad. games. That yeah, was about I guess it. that's what I'm. He's been banged up. Okay. He's I haven't paid enough he's attention got, to Gronk. He's got at least well, then, five or six games over 100 yards. Well, then even worse for us because that's the problem. He's quietly going to be. Nice it's covering him is going to be the biggest problem because our linebackers are still the weakest uh, area mm-hmm. on our defense, and watching them attempt to cover Gronk is going to be rough. And, uh, but that's why you got to get to the quarterback. That's why you got to get to the quarterback. Yeah, and I think this this D line has the potential to do that. I think they're just going to come out all fire on all cylinders. It's a goddamn shame Brandon Graham is going to be here for this game because yeah, man, he would love another strip sack on Brady. Yep, we and, all know it. And then uh, there's also the storyline of like. Brady's mindset like it is a little scary thinking that you know how Tom Brady is he's a psychopath he's gonna come into he's this like game MJ, yeah. he's gonna come into this game really out for revenge mm-hmm. and that's not to say he'll definitely get it like uh, a friend of mine made the point he definitely wanted revenge in 2011 against the Giants and he didn't get it then yep so I mean it's not a guaranteed victory for no, Brady it's not a guaranteed I mean, victory for either team uh, I mean, you don't want to go up again yeah obviously looking back I'd rather play Stafford Obviously. Yeah, boy, is he looks bad down the stretch. Especially with how he's that, been playing. Not to, yeah, not to get off topic, that Cardinals-Rams game is pretty much two teams that have spiraled down the stretch, so that'll be interesting. But yeah, yeah I agree. I'd rather play them I, than Brady. Yes, but, but listen, man, yeah. we're underdogs, man. I love it. I love running back the underdog thing. I love being an gonna underdog. Break out my oh, underdog I meant to bring shirt. my dog mask. You should have, damn it. I love being <sighs> an underdog, especially against Tom Brady. I, it's yeah. just it just feels so good. Wherever I'm watching the game Sunday, I will be wearing a dog mask. Remember how well. I how I totally attacked uh, Brandon Graham in the beginning of the season when he said 2017 um, vibes. 2017 <laughs> vibes. Well, guess what? Uh, I have 2017 you're wrong again? I have 2017 Are you going to admit you're wrong again? Absolutely Is that wrong. number three on the show yeah. that he just admitted he was wrong? And <laughs> I say shame I apology Nick, to work. I know for a fact right now Nick Sirianni is the best uh, head coach <laughs> slash manager in this city. Oh, yeah. In the oh, city, yeah. period. Well, that's that's yeah. very obvious. And that's saying a lot because you got the Phillies Actually, who are no, great, Burke, the Flyers who hey, are great. Dan Burke is still with the Sixers, and he's undefeated. Weirdly enough, I think, that's the, true. I think the 27... Well, great job. I think the 2017 vibe for me is going to be in the offseason leading into next year because I have a feeling this is going to be a 2017-ish year. Not to say we win or anything, but a year where we come in slightly underrated, I think, and surprise a lot of people. Well, I think that the script is slowly, slowly turning into... A Philadelphia Eagles uh, Super Bowl run, and I'll tell you why. Because if we beat Tom Brady in the defending World Champions House, where they ironically won the whole th- goddamn thing last year in the same building, 
I I really think that this team's going to go on a run. Yeah. If you get by Brady, I know you got to play like a bunch of really gotta, really more talented teams. You got to go to Lambeau and play. I, the I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they have the chemistry. If they have the chemistry and they play good fucking football, they can go uh, yeah. all the way. And guess what? It all depends on this game, My which mind, I have confidence yeah. in. Am I, if they beat Tampa, twenty seventeen vibes. That's my I'm mindset I'm is mostly that the Eagles are playing with house money right now. Like they weren't supposed to be here. the The year was turned around, and here they are anyway. In spite of uh, the biggest cap dead cap hit ever in football. And uh, trading, you know, uh, who was supposed to be your franchise quarterback. They're still in the playoffs. And as long as they don't get, like, blown out or they, as long as they don't, like, get up huge and blow it, which we know they won't do because they never start fast. But as long as we don't get, like, blown out, I'm not even going to, obviously I want them to win. I'm going to be sad if they don't win. But I'm not going to be, like, down in the dumps about it. This is such a promising end of the year. It's good to get these guys. I totally agree with that. It's good to get these guys playoff reps regardless. And listen, why? There's nothing more dangerous than a team that I and I feel like this team would know they have nothing to lose here because of overcoming expectations. And like, that's when you're dangerous when you know you have nothing to lose. But I will ask yeah, you I this: mean, This team was ranked in like the bottom everywhere. They were only expected to win four games yeah. by a lot of people, and they came out and absolutely smashed expectations. J- Jalen Hurts wasn't put on Kristen's top forty quarterbacks going into the season. But I do have to ask you guys this: <clears throat> uh, Coming into this week, right? Um, the obvious sentiment around like sports talk radio, around like national NFL shows that Taylor likes to watch, um, and I like to watch them too, but I will say this, is the Eagles will not win this game unless they score first. Or or not let it get out of control. They can't well, get up obviously. They can't get behind two scores. Uh, within the first within the first half at all. Yeah, I agree. No, um, yeah. I mean, they can't have a slow start like they've been accustomed to having. They can't be coming back. You're going to put too much team. pressure on yeah. the defense in this situation if you don't start off a little hot. But here's my question to you guys, and put on your Nick Sirianni hats real quick. Say Tampa, it's on. Tampa Bay wins the opening toss. They receive. They're not going to. They go the downfield. They go downfield. They score first, right? 7 nothing. Eagles ball. Like what? What's your game plan at that point, though? You run the football. Yeah, you run the ball. ball. You see what I'm wearing? You, you right test. Now? You test what does that. What does my shirt say? It says "Run." What's that say? Come Jordan on. Howard, run. I like that. Um, <laughs> run, booby, run. I, no, think, for real, I think Jordan Howard's going to have a big game. He might. Yeah, and, and Miles will be back, so that'll be interesting. But no, you, but seriously, you're you, Sirianni. You get down. You get down by seven to start the game. You don't get experimental. You stick to what's got yeah. you where you are right now. Yeah. And that's and you, running and the ball. you run the ball. And you, you and run. You do throw run pass options. Yeah. You do anything, play action, everything. Like, just everything that's been working, you do that. Yeah. You because you can't stray from your game plan now. That's you what I was about to say. That was happening. Like, what, what, with what was happening early in the season, obviously, he was trying a bunch of different things. He was trying his way of offense. Which is going to kill us. Yeah. And I don't think he's going to do game. that. I think he realized, he, he realized way earlier in the season when we started 2-5 and five, that we had to pick it up. And he realized what the strength was with the O-line, with the runnings. We have one of the best O-lines when it comes to running. Um, you have Jordan Maylotta, who's an absolute monster. Obviously, Jason Kelsey has just consistently been one of the best O-linemen in the league for the past fucking 10 years now. So you just need to get behind those guys that you have the strength with. And I don't care who the fuck's on the other side of the ball. I don't care if it's Vita Vea. I don't care if it's Jason Pierre-Paul. I don't care who the fuck it is. Run them over. And just they, you'll get yards. I totally I agree with you. I, I so the pressure is going to be on the the play calling, obviously, meaning mm-hmm. Nick Sirianni. Yeah. And However, Jonathan Gannon's going to have to have the best game of his life. Yeah. And 
as other teams are looking at him, like Denver, as a head coaching option. I still can't wrap my head around uh, that, Which is totally bizarre, but listen. I'm take him off our hands, uh, Yes, take him <laughs> off our hands, but I am rooting, obviously, for Jonathan Gannon to have a fucking great game this week. Yeah, the defense, my, if the defense doesn't show up, we're not winning this game, and that's obvious. My biggest issue with him this year has been his zone play style, where it's just like you let guys sit in the zone and you let him get five, six yards. That's why most quarterbacks this year have had had an 80-plus percent completion percentage against us, because he lets guys sit in five, six-yard, ten-yard routes, and just sit in the zone, and then it's an easy completion for the quarterback. There's nobody breaking on the zone because they don't want to break containment. But you're not going to be successful if you can't like break those plays up. Right. If you're letting a defense or an offense get, because one, they're not that great on the run to begin with, which is unfortunate. But if you're letting them get five yards on first down with a run, and then five yards immediately on second or third down with a pass, like you're you're completely defeating the purpose. Of yeah. Yeah. And Tom Brady's the king of death by a thousand cuts. You yeah. know what I mean? Like exactly. The short passes. He picks and you do you have apart. to worry about Leonard Fournette a little bit. Well, he's out. Is he out? Yeah. Wait. Yeah, he's out. Right. I'm pretty yeah. sure. He's Is out Fournette out? Yes, he's been out for yeah. weeks. No, no, no. I, I, yeah, I thought he was coming back that's, this week. Yeah, that's he, what I didn't. There was there was potential. Okay. There was potential for him to come back. They haven't made like a full announcement. Yet or not. All right, well, but that's but my bad. Then. Go, I, I was under the assumption. To go back that. to our running against their run defense, I feel like so many people have like the mindset, and this isn't even in Philly, I guess in national too, when people are like, oh, but they're the number three run defense. You know, it's going to be hard. Well, we're the number one fucking run offense. Mm-hmm. Like, don't forget that. Exactly. Like, like I said, we are we number fucking Saints. one. Yeah, they're number three, and that's respectable, and you got to be wary of that. But sure. we're number fucking one. Yeah, they like, better respect that, too. Ex- that's what I mean. And like, look what we did to the Saints. Yeah. God damn it. One. We are number one, they Taylor. Number one we are number one in a, in, a, in a category. Number but, one out of the playoffs? God damn it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> let's let's talk, though, uh, just to, I guess, talk, wrap the, the game up. Like, what are you guys, re- like, I know we said you guys are expecting a win. What are you really expecting from this game? I um, think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be very close. It's going to probably come down to the wire um, if the defense holds up. That's I have a feeling it's going to end either way on a walk-off field goal. Okay. That's, that's how I think it's going to end. Interesting. Well, I think it's okay, going to be a walk-off have, field goal. We have a guy who just set a franchise record for uh, field goal percentage this year. Who should okay be a pro baller. That. That we've been saying this you, the me, entire here's year. Here's a better question. Do you guys have any like hot takes for the game, like something you think will happen? or Because I have one. I think Jalen Rager is going to go off. Oh, that's the hottest of hot. Wolf. He's going to return a punt. I just okay. have a feeling in my Sure, game. I would love to say it. My hot take is that uh, I, I guess it's not like that hot, but I think Darius Slay picks off Tom. Yeah. Tom I think Miles Sanders scores. At least one. His first touchdown <laughs> well, of the yeah. year. I was yeah. gonna say that's not that hot of a take, and then I remembered he has no yeah. touchdowns this year, so that is a hot. Miles take. Sanders is gonna get in the end zone, okay. and then it's gonna get called back. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wouldn't. Which be happened before? It happened a couple weeks ago, right before he yeah. got hurt. That happened. Listen, mm-hmm. my official pick for the game. Who would I be to go against the boys? The Eagles are winning this game. They're winning, it's gonna baby. be close. I'm ready, and I'm ready to fucking. I'm ready to be that Philly homer again. And oh, just, me you know, too. I fully my, embrace put my blind. Yeah, put my blind caps on and just say Taylor, we're winning we, this game. Taylor, we're gonna have to eventually before this show ends. We're gonna have to maybe to, maybe to send us all home. We're gonna have to th- bring back the original theme song of this podcast, which was "Who Let the Dogs Out." Oh, absolutely! By the Baja Men. By the Baja Men. And it wasn't this podcast. It was Underdog Sports, which I considered to be one of my babies. <laughs> and and <laughs> I will cherish. You killed your baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, with the help of John Craig. Um, but um, damn. Let's just uh, move on here. I have a. I have a. We, we as we're talking about the Eagles here. I have a point that we should bring up. Um, this is a good time. Me and you got in a little debate about this on Twitter. I love debating you on Twitter. Uh, I want to talk. I feel like Trump debating Rosie O'Donnell on Twitter. <laughs> You're I Rosie wanna, O'Donnell. Yeah. 
Thanks. Thanks. No, Taylor. I don't want to be trolled. What's wrong with being a woman? What's wrong with being a pudgy woman? Because oh, I know. Because whoa. I because I've struggled with my weight myself and I don't I feel like I look good. I'd rather be her than Trump, but anyway. I, rather I mean, look, Trump's definitely fatter than her. I'd rather look like Melania. This is not the point. I the point it. is, <laughs> I want to talk about Howie Roseman and the fact that I think he gets too much shit in the city of Philadelphia. And yeah. now before we get you Quick guys to weigh in, let me, amazing. let me say my piece and why I think what I think. Go ahead. Outside of Justin Jefferson, every mistake Howie has made are mistakes you find among every single GM. And if you can find me a GM that hasn't had any missed drafts or missed signings here and there, point me in their direction because I can't think of one. Obviously, Justin Jefferson not being picked was inexcusable. Another one that people point to is DK Metcalf not being picked, and we took JJR Segalwood's side. You can justify that one because DK had health issues, and every team in the league had an opportunity to draft him, and they didn't, and JJR was next up on the board. And it just so happened that it didn't work out. Besides the Jefferson thing, Howie Roseman built a 2017 championship roster, put together one of the greatest offensive lines ever, drafted Jason Kelsey, drafted yes. Lane Johnson, drafted Jordan Mailata, drafted Lane Dickerson. It's also been here signed for a thousand Brand, years. Signed Brandon Brooks. Yes. Um, this year, I don't know if it was this year, I think it was he had him. Darius Slay was on the team last year, right? Yeah, he was signed last year. Signed Darius Slay, who became a pro bowler. When people said that was a bad signing and they overpaid for an old guy, he became a pro bowler. Traded Carson Wentz in the face of all that bullshit of him wanting to leave for a first-round pick and took. And we're still in the playoffs. At least the Indianapolis the, Colts. The Colts missed. Uh, like, I don't know. I really think that and outside of the draft stuff, I don't know what he's ever like mishandled. Like, you can say he kicks the salary cap thing, like just kicks it down the, down the line, but... For the most part, besides this year, like the Eagles haven't really ever been in cap trouble. And like you look at next year now, like this is why I have such a high expectation for next year because obviously, assuming the guys, the young guys, and the coaching staff get better, we have three first round picks due to Howie's moves. And you never know what you could do with them. You could trade them, you could draft three young studs, whatever. Like, and we'll have money because we won't have as much dead cap. They're not a playoff so team with three first That's picks. what I mean. So. I don't know if you guys disagree or agree. Seamus, I know you were disagreeing well, with no, me, Vince, so plead your I, case to me. Well, Vince, I honestly, I see your point. I see your point. I mean, listen, he is he, he perfect? No. no. But people in this not. city are like, Howie Roseman's the worst GM ever. People, I, I don't want to live in the past, and I don't want to be a Cowboys fan. For a lot of I don't want to live in the past, and I don't want to be like Cowboys fans, but this dude just built a championship roster a couple years ago. Five years ago. Like, he deserves respect. It, it, it has been five years. I'm not disagreeing, but even in that time period, he's made one monumental mistake, and that's about it, in my opinion. I mean, that was monumental, though, and arguably, mistakes like that should cost you a job. They should. One, that, that was a big whiff, and that one mistake was so bad. Obviously, we see every Sunday we see this kid. We see Jefferson. Yes. And every Sunday, you think to yourself, he could have been on the Eagles. Listen, and we huge, would have one hundred percent won the division this year. Huge, one hundred mistake. But I just think that has made people too hard on him. But I mean, but let's go and back. I'm, no one's a bigger advocate for Justin Jefferson than me. You guys see it in the group chats we're to together. The I talk Kelly about this every days, week. Dude. The Chip Kelly days, where 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 Howie was such a weak, weak man. Well, Howie got pushed to the side, he, and he, he wasn't was making a, decisions. He was a weak, weak person. They took his power, his dignity away from him. Because they really believed in Chip Kelly, which was misplaced belief. And he didn't fight it at all. He said, yes, sir. Yes, sir, Mr. Lurie. And then when they it's bizarre. And then when they let Howie the back. The relationship is bizarre. But then when they let Howie back in power, he built a world, a world championship roster. Sure he did. And he also fucked up big time along the way. He fucked up 
big time Dude, once. I should not have to look at our no, single white side. No, he fucked up big time when he signed Jaylen a bunch Rager. of aging veterans to contracts that and that's were another way thing. outlasting. You look at guys like Alshon Jeffrey. Jason who Peters. Have been here last year, but he sucked. Jason Peters. Why would you even re-sign him again? I know we had a gaping hole. That's but like, unbelievable. You don't need to Dude, I him. swear to God, Go he was on a younger. ventilator yeah. <laughs> after every play for a while. And it's like how is Andre also, Dillard? What a huge miss that yeah, is. I was He's fucking sucked. Derek Danny Watt, that's Derek remember Barnett, the firefighter Andre Dillard. Andre Dillard is one you can't even be mad at because he was. The, I'm mad at the firefighter. He was consensus, one. like going where he was picked. It's just he didn't work out, and like that's just because he will obviously wasn't good enough. Because Jeff Stoutland can turn now, obviously now as we've Vince, seen anyone Vince. into a respectable offensive lineman. You're heard. I hear your point. I see where you're coming from. It's it's a good argument. He built a world championship team. He's responsible for that roster. He's responsible for this roster. He's a He's responsible for Devontae and for Jalen and for the whole Carson Wentz thing. But what were we doing when we were waiting for that pick? We were waiting for him to fuck it up because he's done it in the past. And here's the thing. I don't trust him. I I still don't trust him. But that's a very good point, Pat, because I don't think that you can make that statement like like confidently enough until you see what this guy does with these three picks. To me, this is going to be his biggest test as GM. Ever. What? Yeah, Ever. Who, which GM is better than him? What do you mean? Like in football? Yes. I, I honestly couldn't tell you. Yeah, John, I, I, John Lynch is a great I, GM. I'm really not too familiar with, um, with like, every GM in the NFL. Because none of them are good. I know, but I... But 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 Taylor, we are living in Philadelphia. This so is wait, this is our Kansas universe. Chiefs, Andy Reid, really good. The, all we see is do they, how do they miss more than they hit? No. They hit but, but, but Taylor, they we're hit not Tyra saying Kill. that. They hit, well, hold on. They hit okay. Travis Kelsey. Like, but Taylor, we're not saying that. Three we, offensive juggernauts if we're in this ta- We acknowledge that GMs make mistake, Taylor, uh, mistakes. Everyone acknowledges that because they're fucking human beings, and these things are quite literally a crapshoot for the most part. You don't know if this guy's going to perform well at, at the professional level. We didn't know that Devontae, uh, Devontae Smith was going to like end up breaking Deshaun Jackson's rookie yards record. We didn't know that, but he did. So that's a good pick. It was all chance. So I'm not shitting on him for his fucking horrible picks. Not for all of them. But I do get frustrated with him because this is all we've known. And I think the people that bitch about him just want a change. They don't want some somebody that's going to pick Jalen uh, uh, Rager or, or JJ. They, they, they want and keep them on the roster. They want, like... To get fresh blood within the organization, and also, and unfortunately, won't happen until Lurie sells the team. And also, another thing, like, why do you think Doug left? Just do you do you forget about that? Why That's do you think a, that Doug is a is? very good point. But is Doug leaving but, even that bad of a thing? I know he won those. I'm Super gonna be Bowl, honest. I mean, he was a Super Bowl. Champion. Realistically, realistically, I would have loved to see what he could do with this year's team. But why did he leave? Because of Howie, he didn't have. Yeah, he. Howie was telling him who to play, and that's not how it should be working. It should be a coach looking at but players, the evaluating way, that them. That's not how an organization should be run. Right, and but he said you got to play Alshon Jeffrey, even though Travis Fulgham was having a breakout year last year. And by the way, he probably told them to cut Fulgham this year. He, no, I, I mean, yeah, he so I mean, like. And why do you think he hired Sirianni? Because he was a rookie head coach. So he can control him. He can control Sirianni, and he's doing well this year. 
uh, within the last six weeks, but <laughs> and against not very good competition. So I don't know. Vince, I understand your point, how he's done some great things for the city. He's built a world championship team, so he's up there with Ruben Amaro. He's up there with fucking Pat Gillick from back in the day. He's up there with all those guys. But I will say, and who is the GM in 74-75 for the Flyers, Taylor? I, I don't know anything about hockey. <laughs> I don't know either, but he's up there with that guy and the, when the Sixers won 80 years ago. So, um, yeah, no, I just, I don't, the thing is with Howie is there's no trust there for a lot of people because of what he's done in the past. Because It's trust issues, man. Like, especially with late, round, late first round picks, because you look at Jalen Rager, late first round pick. Who and he, Vince, I think like that, your that point just, is valid. Okay? Yeah, it's definitely valid, but it also... He has just done so much in the past and hurt us in the past so much that like it's hard to give that up. It's really hard to give that yeah, up. Yeah, that's a great point. I just don't trust him at all with, with later first-round picks. That's why, honestly, I was excited as hell to have three top ten picks because then there's guys that are locked in there basically that you can't – how he can't be like, oh, I'm the smartest guy in the room. I'm going to take this guy that probably – that might have more potential and then fuck it up. Correct. So, Vince, I understand where you're coming from. I just happen to I, – I don't disagree with you, but – I really have to see what he does with these three picks. If he whiffs on two of the three, he's got to go. If he sure. hits, if he hits two, <laughs> if he hits one and a half, two, okay. He's not gonna hit. He's not gonna. He's not gonna make every pick. Uh, we we know I that. Get not, not every pick is gonna work. Who, I just, who do you hate more, Howie or Daryl? I would say Daryl Morey. I knew it. That's God, crazy. you're the worst. And uh, I like Howie, and that's that. Well, that's crazy to me. But we're going to get into the Sixers a little later. But um, Vince, I understand your point about Howie. Um, uh, I, listen, I can't argue with it. Um, like he deserves some credit for being here. Where we're and at right I now. totally give him credit for uh, the World Championship run and for everything else. But um, he's definitely fucked up a lot, and he's had a long, long leash. Thanks to uh, Jeffrey Lurie. Well, yeah. Well, real quick, I guess while we're Who on the topic, because be this plays into Howie, we'll real quick talk about um, the debacle that was the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't that uh, such two a beautiful, weeks ago, fantastic Two weeks ago, a, a 98% chance to make the playoffs, mm-hmm. and all they had to do on Sunday was beat the worst team in the whole entire Couldn't NFL. Even beat the Jags. And Carson Wentz went out there and flat out shit, shit the, the bed. bed. But I tell 4. you what. 4.4. QBR. But isn't it amazing to think Yeesh. about the Eagles in a rebu- rebuilding year with a rookie quarterback, a rookie wide receiver, uh, not rookie very good, coach. not yes, not very good running backs, not not really a good team, not a, not a good roster. I, I think we can all admit the Eagles don't have a good roster. It's a below average roster, right? Coming into the season, sure, and still is arguably more unproven. I wouldn't even say below average; just say unproven. Okay, fair. But we are in the uh, the playoffs, <laughs> and the Indianapolis Colts are not. This has been a amazing. meltdown of epic proportion. And I, Carson Wentz is somehow always tied to meltdowns. Yeah, real quick, we'll talk about the game. I guess it was just the, the, the Colts got clowned, mm-hmm. and uh, Carson looked horrible. What do you have, three turnovers, I think, two yeah. picks and a fumble? Uh, he had like... Like you said, a 4.4 QBR. He just looked really fucking really bad. I, he's looked bad for the and since three the game, weeks. And since the game, there have already been... Uh, Ian Rappaport has said he wouldn't be surprised if the Colts yeah. target a second-round quarterback this wow. year. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, um, that's some big There have been shit. writers in Indianapolis uh, putting out articles about what it would cost the Colts to cut him. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and possible trade partners and what it would take to get him out. So they're in a Which you know Frank storm. Reich isn't going to do. Oh, absolutely. People are calling for his head, too, in Indianapolis. I'm yeah, saying. I know. I, I mean... I started watching... so. On yet Monday yesterday, 
I started watching the Colts Hard Knocks. Oh, that's going to be a great episode. Oh, it's it's been phenomenal. Now it's even better because like I like I waited till now because I wanted to see if they would make the playoffs. Yep, because you're watching and them ride high right now and yeah. you know what's no, coming. I finished it. I finished oh, okay. it up until this coming the next episode or the last episode comes out tomorrow. Oh my god, the last that's going to be the best the playoffs. one. <laughs> but um, get the popcorn ready. So no, and and. Uh, Agnew put it perfectly. I can't wait to see what this, what this week's episode of Hard Knocks is going to look I mean, like. it's like at this point, um, and here's another thing, I guess, another point for Howie. You can't even debate anymore if we won or lost that trade. Carson Wentz is still what he is. The, he Did he have a decent year? Sure. The only reason, in my opinion, he had a decent year is because he leaned on the run game, and any quarterback that was average yeah. could have done exactly what he Hand did. Hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor. Ex- exactly. So at this point, that trade isn't even in question. We no. fleeced them. We got a first-round pick. And they are sitting outside the playoffs with the same. Their what did their record decrease a couple games? I forget they were what eleven and eleven and five last year. Now they're nine and yeah. nine and eight. Yeah, we were four and twelve last year. Now we're nine and eight. Now we're nine mm-hmm. and eight. You gotta and love that. Like I said on last week's four podcast, eleven and one. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> and like I said on last week's podcast, uh, Jalen Hurts is about to be younger in his first NFL playoff start than Carson Wentz was in his debut. Yep. It, what an epic collapse and listen and you love to see all the people on twitter that take the moral high ground they're like it's so weird stop shooting all no shut the fuck up i am gonna revel in it not only because not only because i don't like the dude and he forced his way out of here Mm -hmm. because we have a a pick directly staked to his failure i'll make this so like yeah Uh, Uh, technically it was to his success well his success and the team's failure i guess well just as long as he was playing Exactly. I'll make this argument. Um, I, in my opinion, the Wentz um, bootlickers, for lack of a better term, the the Wentz uh, perfect term, honestly, sycophants are up there with the Cowboys fans that are from, from Philadelphia. Philly, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, they really are. It's almost a Trumpian weird, like cult like thing that some of these. No, people, I, get, I get what you're saying. Like, it's like a cult. They have cult? like, yeah, it's almost like cultish. I get it. It's uh-huh. oh cold. Oh my goodness! I didn't even get it. I thought Patrick was so offended that I dare use that word. That was a good one, Pat. Uh, that was a Thank very you. good pick. I mean, he is the computer. No, no, Seamus, your point is completely spot on. It's a very weird subsection of yeah. Philly that like was like almost like rooting for Jalen Hurts to fail for most of the year, just so their point could be proven. And like people that in the beginning of the year like changed their bio to like Eagles and Colts and shit. Like, yeah, yeah it's and, weird, dude. And, and I'm not gonna give Geo shit. No, no, I was Gio just about to say just, that. Well, Geo knows. Awesome. Carson personally, but, Carson has but impacted I do, his life. I do have to make one more statement about that entire situation. I am on record saying that the Carson Wentz fans that will not shut the fuck up about Carson Wentz and that love him no matter what, no matter what, oh my God, stop shitting on Wentz, they suck, okay? But I am not talking, I'm not talking about Gio, yeah, who I yeah, love, obviously. who, yeah. by the way, is, is such a good representation of this fan base, of this city. Mm-hmm. He's such a good ambassador for the Eagles for the city of Philadelphia. He's great. His podcast is way better than ours. He's very good. Yeah. I mean, like this kid, but he knows football. He's like a passionate fan. Mm -hmm. He loves Carson Wentz. Why? He has a relationship with the guy. He knows this guy. And guess what? Even if he didn't, I wouldn't give a child shit. Right, right, yeah. And also, he's not like rooting for Jalen Hurts to fail like a lot of the other Carson Wentz weirdos are. If you look at his bio, I was literally looking at it today because he just announced that his family is moving to Indy because he can get better treatment there. For yeah. his awesome. uh, illness, or and by illness. the way, we're wishing but, we're wishing him nothing but the best. Oh, always, of course. but he uh, has literally in his bio: Carson Wentz supporter, Jalen Hurts supporter. 
Yeah. Which like like but I love dude, that. Like, it's just a weird. I I really still feel like the whole Foles thing like ruined this fan base with the whole backup yeah. quarterback thing. Yeah, like, I mean it's always even the that, people like, that like bad. Garner Minshew came in and had a decent to fine game mm-hmm. against the Jets and people were like start him for the rest of the. It's like and then you see him against the Cowboys. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's like <laughs> it's just a weird like subsection of Philly and a weird thing that's always going to happen now ever since Foles overtook Wentz. But yeah, no, but, it was. But can I say one yeah, more thing? Ahead. Just it's I'm always, so, no, I'm it's sorry. always been a thing because Jeff Garcia, Kevin Cobb. Yeah, true. Maybe it's always been there. That's it's true. Always been a thing. But I, I like. I hate to keep going back to this because I know we don't have too much time to like just devote to this topic. But you, it's, all right, Twitter, Philly sports Twitter, the past I would say six months has been an absolute cesspool. It has been disgusting, and I'm talking about big words. I'm talking about people that are shitting on Geo. Literally, oh, yeah. all right. I, I just have to get it off my chest, and I'm done. Literally, grown men, grown mm-hmm. men that are balding and overweight. Not that that matters, but <laughs> like, dude, sitting in their basements, shitting on Geo, yeah. saying that he's not a real Philadelphia sports fan. He should be embarrassed. Uh, and like the one guy who's a total idiot. Not even going to give him any. He's the one that went on a rant about him in yeah, a Target parking lot. Ridiculous. Not going to give that guy any mention. But that guy literally said. When um, I think the Colts tweeted like the final score of the game, uh, he literally said, "Oh, hope Geo's doing okay, dude." He is leaving. That kid is living rent free. free in your mind, and it's fucking weird. Yeah, leave that kid alone. He's a good ass dude, and um, again, I, I, I'm a big Geo supporter, and we all are. So mm-hmm. I just had to get it off my chest. Yeah, but weird. it is weird. There that, are the people that, 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 that there are grown men and grown women. That are going to tweet about a child. Those are the people because that give this he, fan base a because he is friends with Carson Wentz. It's yeah. totally uncalled for. But yeah, we we revel in uh, the failure of him over here. Oh yeah, um, yes. That's because fuck him because he left. But uh, yeah. that's all he we quit. really have to say about he him. Quit. He quit. Yeah. But so Eagles victory to to wrap up the 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 uh, football the, talk. E- the football talk. Eagles mm-hmm. victory. I'm feeling an Eagles dub. Taylor's not, but I I don't think so. Taylor, what do you Taylor, what do you game? actually think is going to happen? What you, I'm genuinely curious. What are your bets on that game? I'm genuinely uh, curious. Def, definite over and then a uh, big time whatever the spread is, Tampa Bay Bucks second half. All right. Okay. They're they're going to hang in the first, but it's going to be a bloodbath once, you know. It's going to be a bloodbath. Frank Reynolds voice. No faith. I like it. All right. I, Even I, I like got that. us as the underdogs. I love it. One more <laughs> No. One more thing about this game though. Uh, they, they announced uh, the time, obviously, 1 p.m. Sunday, and they announced the uh, broadcasters, and it is Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, and this is a very controversial uh, duo for some bizarre reason in yeah, this I city, because Joe Buck has gotten so much unwarranted, in my opinion, hate in this city, dating back to the to the uh, to the days of the Phillies being in the in the playoffs when they were good, uh, like like people think that he doesn't like Philadelphia because of the tone in his voice, and it's just weird because it's not like the guy is a New York guy; he's from St. Louis, and I know we played the Cardinals in the playoffs too, but I didn't. Uh, recognize a clear bias even back then but I, I think that Joe Buck is a very good broadcaster not only in baseball but especially in football I think he calls the game very well he's very professional I like his voice he lets you know what's going on in the game which a lot of broadcasters just don't Troy Aikman is a great side man I think he's a good comic color commentator and my, I, I think the Aikman buck duo is the best duo so right I. now and uh, I'm curious as to think what you folks think 
I'm on the train of Buck and Aikman are my favorite. I think they're the best. Buck Aikman, I, I think Buck, Buck has... Did he used to be born back in the day? Maybe he was a little slanted towards Philly? Yeah, sure. In, in the uh, Philly's playoffs back in, you know, 08 and 07 and whatnot. But I think now he's... He's gotten a lot, a lot better, and I used this example a little earlier just to pull one out of my ass. The Minneapolis Miracle, one of the best calls in football that I've heard, and that was him, and totally I thought agree. it was great. Pat, you have some different thoughts. I fucking hate them. <laughs> All right. But he they hates them because of a different reason, really. Yeah, why do you hate them? They suck off the Cowboys there every time. But I don't see every that. Every single I, like, time. All right. Troy Aikman was a cowboy. I understand that. So every time they Tony do a Romo game, was a cowboy, and right? And that's your and guy. He doesn't suck off the Cowboys. But he that's literally because doesn't. you have a you have a bias towards Tony Romo. Yeah, I fucking hated him. <laughs> I hated him as a cowboy. I feel like you love him. So my thing with Romo is just I don't know I don't think not that I, I like him as a commentator because honestly I there really isn't a lot of guys that's why I like watching like Peyton and Eli do it on Monday yeah. night because oh, he's, he's probably gonna run the ball right here no literally gives I mean, a shit well it's cool to see him actually do that because you don't get that with a lot of well, broadcasts that's like my that's the only thing he really does for me like, yeah but like I, I think like besides that. that he's boring but like like for example and I know you didn't watch this so it's not fair for me to like ask you about this so I won't but I will say this. When Tom McCarthy was paired up with him uh, this weekend, who did a fucking great job, I think. I think Tom McCarthy's a great announcer overall. Uh, but he did a really good job uh, with Tony. Um, listen, man, it, and maybe it's because they don't—they definitely don't know each other, to, like to the best of my knowledge. But um, I think that they—they they, the chemistry was off. Like Tom was like leading Tony into like saying something, and Tony would kind of like back. It was weird. It was a weird chemistry. Maybe it's because they're not used to working with each other yeah, but I don't I'm know sure I, I'm just not a big I think Tony is kind of corny in yeah. my opinion that's just well, my opinion it's not we won't spend too much time on this but I, I'm happy there I mean like if you're not gonna listen you're not gonna listen who really cares yeah, you, turn you, on you Mar- care that turn much. on Merrill and Mike right that's fine but I stream from, too much during games anyway, ex- so. exactly you certainly do from one Philly team to another we have uh, a guy in our city who is making a case for MVP now here's a guy Bryce yeah. Harper in Joel well, he already did <laughs> Good oh. and we love him for that. Oh, we have another but guy. We have another guy. Wow, who's that? Joel Hans Embiid mm-hmm. or MVP? Now I do have a question the about the position. middle name, Taylor Hans. Is that pronounced Hans or yes. is it yes. pronounced Hans? It's Hans Gruber. Because Hans almost Bobby. feels like a forced Brit- forced British accent. No, no just, Hans. just Hans. Okay, all right. <laughs> but anyway. Very uh, unusual middle name. Joel has been playing, but I out like of it. his fucking mind yes. for the last. More than ten games, but ten games specifically, where he's mm-hmm. putting up thirty a night, damn near, and ten rebounds and blocks, and being a real defensive anchor. And I said this earlier, his play is just so much more impressive when you watch the games. Like you can look at the box score and see a forty-point game from Joel Embiid and be like, "Holy shit, Joel's great!" But it doesn't even really like give you the full picture of the things that this nah. guy does. I said on the podcast last week, he's the most skilled big man we've ever seen in the NBA, and he really. Every fucking night he laces him up, he puts that to proof. Like, he shows you that, yes, he is Yeah, I the mean, things he does. Where else do you see a guy that combines Hakeem Olajuwon and Kobe Bryant right, like as he's, a seven-foot-two center? It, it's, it's insane. Like, he shouldn't be able to move the way he does. But yeah. therein lies an issue. He has no help. Well, yeah. 
that's the uh, biggest issue with the Sixers. You can't expect this guy to put up 30 every single night for the rest of his career. And you need people around. Mainly, you need shooters around him. Yeah. Because you're seeing it with guys like Tobias Harris, who isn't necessarily that great of a shooter, who needs to be more in the post. (sighs) Who needs needs to be moved. Yeah. Well, that's... that's (laughs) But no, you're seeing it with like a guy like that, and then you see a guy come in and replace him, like George's Niang, who can actually shoot. Nice role player. Yeah, great role player. And when they put him in with the starting line, up last night he looked phenomenal with them great game he actually looked a million times better than tobias ever has with that with that lineup but my biggest issue with toby especially is he is the least efficient basketball player i have ever seen in my life the man if he scores 20 points i guarantee you he took 20 plus shots because he literally just will miss open layups so here's the problem the other issue with that is other executives are looking at that right Mm -hmm. And it's been mentioned that he's been floated in some trade yes. uh, yep. trade rumors and, lately, right? With him and Ben. Him and Ben. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's going to weaken your return yeah. uh, if you if you package Toby. But it's not also even, a, a win by yeah. just getting the guy off yeah, the team. I mean, not even so, based on play. I mean, just based on contract alone. But yeah. in reality, and this kind of brings me to my next Sixers topic, not to like go off, like, like not to avoid the Joel because everything goes back to Embiid. Everything we talk about regarding the Sixers goes back to Embiid. Joel Embiid's the king of Philadelphia he is, right now. He is. Mm-hmm. He is. He, he, and he's the total face of the Sixers. So everything we talk about is Embiid related. Why do we want to move Toby? So we can help Embiid. Yeah, everything. And et cetera, et cetera. It all so, comes back to him. That being said, uh, Daryl Morey is facing a trade deadline uh, that is rapidly approaching. And if you have Tobias Harris, Tobias Harris packaged in a deal with Ben Simmons, which is what Daryl is looking to do right now what what is out there what what would say it's just those two and i guess picks i don't so, i don't know real quick I, um, real yeah. quick before we get into that a little bit because i'm confused there was two conflicting reports today okay so there was the one that came out that was saying that toby and ben were being floated in trade packages and then Woj also came out and said that there has been absolutely no movement whatsoever on the ben simmons situation Okay, so now, obviously who do we, we have trust there? Contradicting you don't reports know. Um, because I think the first report came from Brian Windhorst, who is an absolute LBJ suck off. So yeah. he will just sit yeah, there I, all day and talk I never to even Rich heard Paul. of him to be honest with you. Yeah, he will just um, sit there all you've day. Never heard of him. No, and <laughs> no, in all honesty, no. So he, I've he, probably seen his tweets. He and Rich Paul probably sleep together more than he and Aden, Adele and Rich Paul do. By the way, so, good for Rich Paul. <laughs> I, I I like me some Adele. But no, so I think uh, I'll be rolling in the deep for her. All right, <laughs> so, oh, I, I, I didn't really get the first one. Was it subtle enough? <laughs> so no, I, I it's I, I don't know because it's it's really interesting. I also saw another opinion on Twitter that somebody said that Daryl might be doing this to make people think that uh, he is willing to wait till the uh, draft and kind of send the message out that he wants a star player more, but also. It could be him pushing for Toby to get traded rather than Ben. Now, what scenario would you guys prefer? Like, what, like, what, what would be more beneficial for the team? So right now, like, don't we want to win? Wouldn't we want to win right now with with Embiid yeah. in the midst of a, no, of a MVP year again? The, the problem is, what are you going to get? That's the, the so issue. My biggest thing right now. What are your is matches out there? If you are so obviously, the other day it was rumored that and Woj might literally be like saying today that that was bullshit but it was rumored the other day that 
Ben was being floated for John Collins and Cam Reddish, potentially. And mostly mostly a trade package centered yeah. around John Collins. Now, are you and happy with that? And give me that. Yeah, I would love that. Okay. Because John Collins alone fills a couple holes that we have right now, which is rebounding on the defensive end and rebounding on the offensive end. And he's a sixer um, killer. He's yes. one of those guys. And he also can shoot the three. He is a above average uh, three-point shooter, so that's a huge plus, especially when you're looking for a guy that's a four when you're going from a guy like Toby, who honestly is a below-average three-point shooter, and you're getting a guy that's above average and can actually rebound and can be there for those lob and dunks, that kind of stuff that you don't really necessarily get as much with Embiid. Um, Cam Reddish can shoot. And Cam Reddish can shoot, and that's just a huge plus overall. Uh, if But the biggest thing there is if you do trade Ben for those guys, and this has been the biggest debate right now, is that you have to get rid of Toby because you can't afford to pay John Collins and Toby, and Toby doesn't fit on that starting five Not with John Collins all. in there. So my question is, so what would you do if you were Maury? Would you, would you I, so obviously, I uh, it's really hard because it, part of me still really wants a huge star for Ben. But also, I wouldn't mind if you can get a couple guys right now that can move the needle a little bit. And I don't think that we would just still be a second round, or first round, second round exit with some, some of these my drink. Shout out Tanner. But um, I really think that if you were able to do some sort of three-team trade with the Hawks and with Sacramento, obviously there'd be picks thrown in and shit like that, that you could potentially get back John Collins, Cam Reddish, and Buddy Heald. And if you get those three back, and I don't know how, I don't know if it would technically work money wise. It'd be a lot of money moving around because you have the two biggest contracts, two of the biggest contracts on the Sixers in Ben and Toby. And there'd have to be a lot of money coming back in and a lot of money going out for those guys. So, what you just really said tough. makes them uh, a contender, I think. Right yeah, I mean, exactly. And John if, Collins, Cam Reddish, and Buddy Heald all coming in make a the championship Sixers. contender. I'd I'd say a contender definitely for the conference because yeah. this is what it's still uh, the conference is really good right now. Like, but going yeah. back, the to Bucks the, are great and the Nets are great, and you're going to have to play like one of those teams, obviously. Yeah, um, which obviously, and we, you're seeing other teams emerge too, like the, the Bulls, Cavs. but the, the Bulls, Bulls too. Yeah. yeah, but who knows if the Cavs are going to be there when it's all said? Hey, and done. I mean they haven't um, been slowing down. They're at sixth in the East right now. It's and still very early. Only two games behind Philadelphia right now. They're twenty three and eighteen. Philly's twenty three yeah, and sixteen. I, I don't know if the Cavs are going to be there. We'll but, hey, I don't know, dude. I guess They've been we'll playing see. their brains out. So. It's going to be the Nets or the um, or the Bucks. But I will say this: uh, going back to, I always keep thinking about uh, the Missinelli interview with uh, Daryl Morey, and the. The point that he consistently drove home throughout the course of that interview was he ain't going anywhere unless I get a top player in the league. But so is he going to I know a lot of has transpired since then, but is he going to stick with that or like, I mean, it's kind of mysterious right now because, yes, you have him be going off right now. mm -hmm. You have like he's playing obviously playing better than he did last year when he should have won MVP mm-hmm. last year. So he's an MVP candidate early on. If he stays healthy, he'll win it mm-hmm. um, at this pace. So don't you want to right now go after it? Yeah, I would absolutely love to. But like, well, more like that's get? what I don't understand. But that's the thing. Who are you, like who could you get? Is know, it realistic to it, actually th- this get? whole and because that that three team trade I just proposed is very unrealistic. Yeah, it's totally when you, when you look at money wise, too much money going. Very on. unrealistic. But I. But, but like it all goes back to Ben. I mean, this, we, yeah. we are in this, and it's so frustrating mm-hmm. that we are in this position because of this prima donna who would rather just like I don't know what he would rather do, but he Get doesn't engaged. want. But he doesn't want to. Pre- congratulations. But he doesn't want to. <laughs> no, I hope that. it does not fail miserably. I hope in, it fucking crashes and burns. I hope it doesn't dude. inevitably end. 
Honestly, I hope she leaves him for Pete Davidson. That'd be, uh, that, that'd be fucking that, incredible. That would be hilarious. I don't Real think you can mentally twist. handle that. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, man, I like this. We are in this situation because of Ben, mm-hmm. and I am the biggest like Maury critic because like I want him to prove that he is the GM that we thought that we were going to be getting all with all the hype that he, he is. Gets. I know, he, I, he I know. Is. I what give him, I know, Taylor. I know I give him shit, and I can't really do that that much until we fuck something up big time. And I know he inherited the Ben Simmons situation. I know the Al Horford thing. I know the fucking uh, 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 Curry, the, the Curry deal. I, I know all of that. Uh, he's done some Maxie. great things. The Maxie. Ma- the Maxi thing. Uh, he's done some great things to improve this team around Embiid. But right now we need we need to get this done. We need to get Simmons out of here. But we need a haul that will help Embiid. And but that's the that's the hardest part. It's not a good situation if you're. It's not a desirable situation if you're Daryl Morey. Yeah, but, he, um, he should have drafted Justin Jefferson. You're right. Um, so Taylor's, you know, sarcasm uh, prevails. But uh, I don't know. I mean, this is this whole thing is just totally weird. The Sixers are every time we talk about them hovering around 500, they keep winning. So they just keep getting better and better. So yeah. it's I mean they're on a seven game win streak, right? So because of Embiid. Yeah. I mean he's um, also on a seven game streak of thirty plus. By the way, so. they they played some really horrendous teams along the way too. So oh, yeah, take but that I mean, into mind. But like Houston, hey. I didn't realize Houston was as bad as they are. Oh, yeah, I mean they're they're they like are the worst team in the league. I yeah. mean, they yeah. are unrecognizable and meaning I don't know a lot of NBA teams rosters, but I didn't hear of any of those guys yeah the other night like like none of them like none of them about Jalen green none of them look familiar none of them gordon i my brother read me an article today i forget where it was or who it was he didn't really give me the source but he said that he was reading that according to advanced statistics so like this only accounts for guys that actually play and not like you know guys that don't play but the worst player in the league this year according to advanced statistics is Jalen green is it really no i I don't know what it was even based off of he just read me one i plus minus i don't know I gotta, I, mean, re- I gotta, uh, I gotta actually also, read it myself. He was also injured for a portion, so I guess. But apparently, when he plays, he's one of the worst players or the worst players. It's probably plus minus then. Yeah, yeah. but um, Which is just probably so dog shit for everybody. On Sixers are hot right now. Clearly, MB needs help. He's MVP'd, uh, but we gotta hope that this uh, Simmons and Tobias situation resolves itself here soon. Wait, real quick, Tobias well, has been this guy forever. Yeah, he's Can just be been, I feel yes, like he's, he's just yes, been getting exposed. But like, the biggest he's issue exposed was he's, that. He's, he only looks like this because he doesn't have Ben Simmons out there to yes. help him. Yes. This is why it looks like I mean, You look at him last year, and he was probably legitimate. He, he was almost 50-40-90. There's only been 11 players in sport in basketball history to ever do that. That's why Simmons is good. Well, I, uh, no, I, I'm not saying he's not good, but like he's also not really what this team needs. And guess what? If he came back, like, what's his name said this today? Um, what the hell's the guy's name that 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 uh, they, they had the uh, Mike Missanelli show on where I was uh, working? Uh, what, Tyrone. Okay. Okay. So he made the he made a good point. A caller called in and said, "What if uh, Ben Simmons shows up tomorrow and says, hey, listen, I I want to play. I'm ready.' Will they play him?" The answer is yes. I would totally play him. Yes, yeah. and Doc Rivers will totally play him, and Daryl Morey yeah. will totally pl- uh, allow that. Um, so, but you want to see but more. But here's from the him problem: if he does come back, uh, Tyrone said we are going to be right back to where we were. We will be a great regular season team, mm-hmm. and then get fucked by the uh, Bucks or by the Nets, and it's going to be the same thing. It depends who Ben Simmons comes back as. If he and obviously he's not going. But that to was do the that, other point he brought up. Who he comes back as? Yeah, but that was the other point he brought up. Who's he playing basketball with right now? Who, Ben? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That's the thing. He's not going to be better. So, I mean, you're fucked if he comes back 
long term anyway. Realistically, a lot of what he was doing was just his innate skill. So I don't think a lot of that he's going to lose. But I would like to see. He's him not going to lose his innate of, skill. Yeah. but he's not going to be better than what he was. No, but you don't know that he could come back and actually be come back, be more willing, have somehow solved his mental crisis, and be good to go. You never know. He goes out there, starts shooting the lights out from three. Who the fuck knows? All right, we got to move Very on past the Sixers. I hate this. I could sit here and talk about the Sixers for three hours. Believe it or not, the guy that knows uh, the bare minimum about the NBA and about the Sixers as a whole. I, th- I thought the NBA regular season was dog shit. So we got to send someone to jail tonight. Oh, um, yeah. Interesting. This is one of my favorite segments. And by the way, Vince, I don't give you enough credit for anything. I really. think you do every time we do this. But this is one of my favorite segments. Um, I, I love hearing a psychopath in my ear that's not Taylor from time to time. And that psychopath is Kanye. And I think Donda 2, Donda 2, Donda, is going to be, Donda, it, Donda, it's Kanye's first sequel. His first ever sequel is coming out. Are you excited about that? Well, I mean, it's his first ever two, but I don't know if it... That, that, no, it's his first sequel. Ever. I think, you know, late registration and college dro- uh, graduation. It's a trilogy. That's a trilogy. Yeah, yeah so, so it's his first sequel. Don't shit on me when I know we'll, we'll see if it. we'll um, see if it comes out. Kanye West... I actually thought you were going to be proud of Kanye me. Kanye West saying that he has an album coming means nothing, so we'll see if... Well, he's like Drake in that It might never come out. But, uh, and The weekend, who but, makes people wait and wait and wait. You know what we got to do? The weekend's new album, by the way, was it great. Yeah, it was great. Very good. It was we pretty get, good. We got to send someone, send some people to jail. Seamus, I'm going to let you go first here. Well... Because I think you're passionate about yours. I, I really am. And it is about the, uh, as Mr. Howard Eskin, the so-called king of Philadelphia Sports Radio would Quote say. unquote. The cockroaches, right, that are Cowboys fans who are from Philadelphia. But I, 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 I'm not just talking about them. I'm talking about all of them. I'm talking about the Cowboys fans who got so goddamn excited that they beat the living hell out of backup NFL players that will never start ever in the league ever, probably. These people were all over Twitter, um, just like nonstop, nonstop. Oh, my God, we beat your ass. We kicked your ass. My boss is a Cowboys fan. Yeah, and I, that's rough. Yeah, and I walked in, and he was like, Haha, you were so excited when Devontae Smith made that catch down the sidelines. I was like, yeah, because it was a fucking great catch, you dumbass. And we would have kicked your ass had we left our starters in. Uh, it was like the third quarter. I was like, why is Dak Prescott still in this game? And, well, oh, it was because, so funny. Because they're scumbag. I'm telling you. scumbag my, organization. No one was more mad about this than my dad. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, just wait. He's like, we're going to get them. We're going to get revenge on them. He's like, well, I don't know. He, he said it might not be next year. He said it might not be next year. It might not be the year after. He's like, but one of these years, we're going to be blowing them out. We're going to really fucking blow them out. Yep, because we're going to remember this. I'm sending the Cowboys organization, uh, organization and the fans. Well, fuck it. The organization and the fans, but mostly the All fans. And by the way, just so we know, we talked to Vince Quinn about this uh, pre-show. The, Shout uh, out VQ. The video that went viral um, of that Cowboys fan beating the living shit out of the Eagles fan. I think there was multiple. But uh, this particular video, um, it just goes you. It just goes to show... The sad, sad, stale narrative that only Philadelphia sports fans are terrible. And Vince did bring up, Vince Quinn did bring up a good point where we don't know who instigated what, but I'm just saying um, that is a satire narrative. It is. And the Cowboys fans being excited about blowing out a third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth string Eagles team, uh, good for you, but you're a piece of shit. Yeah, And you're taking the first round exit, not us. I was going to say, it'll be funny to see if we go further than them, which... Listen, I like the Niners in that game. But anyway, who am I sending to jail? Tonight, I'm sending... Um, 
I don't know the person. I don't know the identity of this person. But it's more of a, a concept. I'm sending the person, whoever was responsible for uh, making Stetson Bennett, the quarterback of Georgia, oh national boy. champions, go on Good Morning America this morning oh at boy. 8 a.m. or 7 a.m. I mean, I don't even at, know what time that thing So if, on, for anyone that hasn't oh. seen it, just look up Stetson Bennett, Good Morning America. He did an interview very early in the morning today, the, not, the day after winning a national championship, where he was clearly drunk or hungover well, or something. good for him. Yeah, actually, no, absolutely good for him. It's whoever, whoever made him do this. They yeah. are at fault because what were they thinking? I mean, the dude was probably out partying all night. He had said the story of a lifetime from walk on to the national champion. I'll tell you what, man, that, that was a, that's a great person to send. I was to riding the Cincy bus all year for college football, but I told Taylor Georgia was going to win. I'll this. tell you what, I, I was at the, the bar. Dogs. I, I went to the bar for the third, for the third, third and fourth quarter uh, yesterday because I couldn't, I couldn't get ESPN at my house. So honestly, that was the only reason why I went to the bar. And I, ac- I had like, and you accidentally got drunk. I, didn't get drunk, but I had Oops. two. I had two. I had two. How would I fall in this situation? I had two or three beers, and um, listen, the entire bar was rooting for Georgia, and mm-hmm. I was rooting for Alabama because I like uh, Devontae Smith. But this, we discovered this that this is only going to make Devontae Smith more hungry and Jalen more hungry because they're angry. They're angry at those. I don't Georgia. think Jalen gives a fuck. They're, honestly, they're he angry went to the at those Georgia. <laughs> he, he went to the Sooners. So. It doesn't matter. I'm. You know what I'm saying. Uh, maybe that's a little fuel for the fire for a victory against Tampa Bay because they're angry that that the uh, that they lost. Brady's Nick Saban. But um, <laughs> by the way, I like Nick Saban. I, he got he gets a lot of hate, but. I, like, I think he gets hate just because he's like people are tired of them yeah, winning all the, the time. Most yeah, I mean, but I mean, I I actually like the congrats guy. to Kirby Smart. Um, I think he I think he's the first coach that was uh from the Saban tree to beat Saban. Yeah. And and by the way, the first coach to have a uh like a like a horse name that sounds like a yeah. horse name in the <laughs> sure. Kentucky Derby. A Nintendo name. Also, uh, I think <laughs> congratulations. He became, I think it was Kirby the, Smart, the fourth the Derby. or fifth uh, head coach in college football to win a national championship at his alma mater. Yes. So congratulations. Congrats. Congrats yeah. to Georgia. Georgia. Great, that, great. that was a great end of that game. That, that, was. that was very exciting. It was the a great quarter. It was a great college football season. I know I'm the only college yeah, football. Yeah, I mean that here, was the first great, game I watched all year. Great season for Besides me. Besides that, the one of the I watched one Penn State game. Uh, <laughs> Before Penn State was dreadful. That probably sucked. Yeah, yeah, but it was promising at the beginning. Yeah, it was. They were very promising. But we won't even get into it. Pat, who are you sending the jail? Sorry, Pat. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I had a better one earlier. I, I got to be honest. I feel like I had a better one and I completely forgot it. But. Uh, I'm just gonna send Toby again because I mean this is like Pat's <laughs> recurring joke is it's always Toby and it's Doc. Just, no, I mean, rightfully so. This is a new episode, by the way. You're not. You know, <laughs> we didn't. It's skip. just my my personal insanity. You know, watching him go out there and just absolutely fuck up all the time, like missing open layups, breaking open threes, like everything in between. Listen, you guys can say like, Pat puts the same people in jail every week. We'll tell those fucking people <laughs> to stop giving him a reason, and he yeah. won't fucking have to. Yeah. Toby, I'm going to fucking boo you. I'm going to boo you whenever I want. You fucking And I'm going to clap for you just to fucking spite you. Just Damn to right. spite you. That soft bitch. Blame <laughs> them, not Pat. By the way, t- uh, Booby Banders is smart ass, though. <laughs> what? He, yeah, he's talking about the fan, the fans thing. He gets on my nerves, too. Sh- Taylor, uh, you want to you wanna send someone to prison? Why not? It's fun, right? Seamus' Twitter brain that's 24-7. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So Seamus is in jail. <laughs> You've sent me to jail before, so. Oh, wait, no. I actually do have one. Uh, Miami Dolphins for firing yes. Brian uh, Flores. I'm glad yeah. someone brought that up because yeah. I took, like, exception to that. I thought that was so dumb. I thought it was very stupid. Like, what was the point? I mean, like, yeah, sure, the record isn't where you wanted it, but, like, 
what they, were you what were you giving him to work with? And yeah, who were they, you hiring better than him? It was like the two best Dolphin seasons in God knows yeah, how long. I forget how many. I know they have they had two winning seat or four winning seasons in like the last so many years, and he had two of them or something like that. Like it's it doesn't make any sense why they did that, but. It is what it is, that's I guess. A great I don't it, yeah. it, that's basically them just marrying themselves to Tua, which probably isn't going to be that. Really, who are they that. hiring that's going to be better than Brian? I don't know. I think Troy Tulowitzki is going to get the job. <laughs> Jim, 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 Jim Harbaugh will be back in the NFL. He. Agreed. This is the pinnacle of a Michigan season. <laughs> you can't do anything I, yeah. better than this. How about Doug Peterson? I thought it was so funny that uh, like uh, just came out that Jim Harbaugh is going to entertain NFL offers because like, oh, this motherfucker has the slightest bit of success in Michigan, and he's going to run right back to that's the NFL. That's the ceiling. No, don't get me wrong. That's <laughs> that's great for him, but you know, can't keep what, making what, money. Do you Jim. think they're going to win one? Oh no. Yeah. No, but I, I just thought it was funny. You're number two, and you were in the playoffs. And you beat Ohio State. There, you're done. I mean, it's Michigan's mission accomplished. Also, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's just SEC. Right, we got to stop talking about college. I have, a, I have a preemptive honorable mention. Okay. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman for sucking <laughs> oh, Tom Brady off wow. for the entire game on Sunday. Why? Because the Bucks won? It's not Collins. It's not Collins. <gasps> no, just worth. because they're going to suck him off regardless. Oh, they'll still suck Tom Brady off. Come on. I mean, he, don't give me that. he's also the greatest of all time. Yeah, so. they're still going to suck him off. As they should. That's fine. And I'm an Eagles fan. I'm still going to send him to jail for it. <laughs> all right, that's fair <laughs> enough. But I'm done talking about sending people to jail. There's too much uh, criminal justice reform that needs to be done. But I will say this. Barstool had a list today. Yeah, this is the, the round up. And the it show was here. a tr- it was a troll list, just to round up the show. Uh, Barstool, listen, they they admitted this before. Who's they, Barstool? They, they do Never these things to get clicks. And today they did um, the uh, greatest male uh, voices of all time, singers of all time. Okay, and I'll read you the list one, one through ten, real quick. Elvis, Michael Jackson, Jesse McCartney, Frank Sinatra, Otis Redding, Adam Lambert. Ryan Cabrera, Stevie Wonder, Chase Hudson, and Bob Dylan. Okay, <laughs> listen. You're joking. Bob Dylan. Bob was Dylan on that. made the crack, and I, I will say this. Okay, they, they do the, they do these for clicks, but uh, and it's That's smart. So great. It's smart. I, I like it. It gets a conversation going. It pisses people off when they first wake up in the morning, like me, and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? So I got angry. I was a victim. I fell for the trap. Like Elvis, I'm caught in the trap. So. Uh, we've decided, in honor of that horrible, horrible list that Barstool put out, to actually do a a a um, a genuine list, an authentic list. Uh, that's my pick of the yeah, genuine, yeah, of the greatest <laughs> of the greatest male. Uh, uh, vocalists of all time, in our opinions. And this isn't a troll. This is what we actually think. Uh, so this is, you're going to hear actual talent here. No Adam Lamberts, no uh, Jesse McCartney's, maybe. But, I mean, that's not like top 10 all-time talent. I mean, it's um, opinion-based. Sure. But uh, we will give you our top fives. And I will start, because I thought of this segment. Start at five and go up. Okay, number five. I have, uh, should I do it in the Dan Baker voice? No. No. Number five, I got Chuck Berry, okay? Now, a lot of people Ooh, think canceled. that. Canceled. A lot of people think that <laughs> Chuck Berry. Do your research. Only, Good God. Can, can I get through this segment? It's the only Holy segment. Holy shit, canceled. It's the only segment that I give a shit about the entire night. <laughs> oh my God, canceled. Uh, Chuck Berry was not only the godfather and king of rock and roll, in my opinion, the true king of rock and roll, but he had a great, great voice. And I love this voice. It's not just Johnny B. Good. It's not just deep down in Louisiana, close to New Orleans, way back up in the... It's not just that. He's got good blues stuff, too, where he can really... Uh, he's got some range. So Chuck Berry's number five. Number four, I have Ray Charles. I mean, that is pretty much... Uh, 
if we don't all agree that Ray Charles has one of the best voices of all time, well, had because he's dead, then I don't know what to tell you. Uh, so hopefully Bob Saget's up there with Ray Charles singing us all. Number three, and this one could get actually get me canceled, but I'm not talking about like what's going on with this guy now because Lord knows it's not good. Um, but uh, that being said, Van Morrison, in my opinion, has one of the greatest voices of all time. And I've seen this guy live in his 70s with my father. And uh, I-, I was blown away. I actually cried. And, and I only had one beer, one tall boy that they sell at the, uh, the, the Camden place that used to be the Tweeter Center where I saw the Blue Clues once. Um, so, listen, this guy, Van Marson, is great. He's got a great voice. Now he's all cued out of his mind, but, you know, whatever. It happens. It is what it is. It is what it is at this point. And he's not even American, and he's cued, uh, whatever. <laughs> Number two, I have Stevie Wonder, who Bobby Dubs, um, friend of the show, um, was talking about Stevie Wonder on Twitter today based on this uh, list that Barstool put out. And he was saying that uh, he's, he's got... not blind. He's got, like... He's definitely not blind. One of the best that. ranges of all time, which is true. Stevie, like, going back to his older stuff, Stevie, oh my God, his voice is incredible. So Stevie's number two. Number one, and to me, this obviously this is opinion-based. And Vince, I'm going to ask if you have even heard of this guy. And if he's my number one pick of, like, the greatest male singer of all time, I hope to God you've heard of him. But, I mean, maybe you haven't. I think Roy Orbison, Roy Orbison, nope. is the best uh, uh, male vocalist of all time. Never That's my opinion. He's a very good vocalist. Did you is ever he, see the band? Did you ever? No, he no. was just Roy Orbison. Uh, no, I never heard of him. Did you ever hear the song Thunder Road by Bruce Springsteen? There's a good chance I have, yeah. The opening line, he goes, Roy Orbison singing for the lonely. Because he sings about sad things. I thought, I thought you were going to put because Bruce Because Roy list. sings about sad things. Okay. So he says, Roy Orbison singing for the lonely. <laughs> it was a very... I guess I'll have to listen to Roy Orbison. Hey, that's me and I want you only. Did you ever hear the song Pretty Woman? Pretty Woman, oh, yeah, stop yeah, yeah. a while. That's yeah. Roy Orbison. That was so off key. What the okay, fuck well, <laughs> before Seamus like, really I didn't put myself on the list. Voice than Bruce. <laughs> Who, do you want to pat me or you next? You can go. Uh, okay. I'm not as I guess I'm not as well versed as you guys, but no, you, are. you can is, put you can put Frank Ocean personal, on there and Macmore no, no, no. and Little Peep. It is personal opinion. Um, number five, James Brown. Oh yes, James Brown is a, that, is a beautiful I, and voice. I was struggling to not exclude him from my list. Right. So yeah, I mean, like I don't really have much to say. I've heard like a bunch of his music. I don't know a ton of songs, but I've heard a ton of songs. He was great. Um, great voice. Obviously. Also dead. Um, number four, Elvis. I think Elvis yes. had a great voice. I mean, like, I don't think that's a hot take. No, he or definitely had a good voice. I feel like sometimes he's overrated. Like I've seen lists like with him at like two or one, and I yeah, I mean, also I, canceled. That's yeah, bullshit. also canceled. Trust me, I know. Um, three, Stevie Wonder. Yes, for all the reasons you said, Stevie Wonder is like one of my favorite like artists from that time period. I love, I love Stevie Wonder. Yeah, he's a very superstitious guy. A lot of people don't know about that. <laughs> um, number two and number one, like, are pretty much in my opinion like locks. Obviously, we're doing objective here, and it's all opinion. But number two, Michael Jackson. Ooh. I know you hate Michael Jackson's voice for he's definitely not. He's definitely not one of the best singers of all time. <laughs> I think Michael Jackson has one of the greatest voices ever. Um, well, whether you're talking yes, about, but he's not top ten. I think he's number two. So when, whether you're talking about when he was a young child in Jackson Five, or when he was a grown man, okay, I think that Michael Jackson has one of the most beautiful. When he voices was diddling ever. young child's children. <laughs> okay, moving on. Allegedly. And number one, I think this should be everyone's number one: Freddie Mercury. Okay, Freddie Mercury, in my opinion, male. Or female, Freddie's definitely top ever. top ten for me. Definitely. I, I think definitely. I, in my opinion, regardless of gender, he's the best vocalist ever. Yes, 
I, I, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, I agree. He's top ten for sure. So yeah, there you go. That's a good list, Vince. Not too bad, right? Yeah, I approve. Except for the Michael thing. <laughs> That's way too high on the list. I think Michael's Sorry. a beautiful voice. I'm gonna have to. I mean, my top two are the exact same as Vince's. I didn't even plan that. There you go. But, God damn uh, it. <laughs> actually, my top three because I got Stevie up there too. Stevie's okay. number three for me. Four, I'm going to have to go Bing Crosby. Ooh, that's a good Never one. heard him. <laughs> have you ever listened to Christmas music? Maybe yeah. I have then. I you don't definitely know. have. There's a lot of these kinds of songs where I don't know the people, but if you like showed yeah. me a song, I'd be like, oh, okay. So he basically like taught Frank Sinatra how to sing. Frank Sinatra was an honorable mention on my list, by the yeah. way. And Bing so. Crosby did a duet with um, uh, uh, David Bowie, Little Drummer Boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, have you heard Little Drummer Boy? Like the yeah, old version? Yes, yes. yes. Peace on earth, yeah, can it be? So that's David Bowie doing that part, but okay. Bing Crosby does the, the bass line, basically. Yeah, okay. But, um, so I, I put him up there. That's a, like great, I, that's I a good up, call, Pat. I mean, I grew up listening when my dad would literally have me differentiate him and Frank in the car. And I would have to sit there and be like, uh, Frank Sinatra, uh, Bing Crosby. Wow, that's like borderline torture. <laughs> no, it was awesome. I fucking loved listening you to Frank. You can't get McDonald's, son, unless you tell me who the fuck this old guy is. <laughs> no, he would just put songs on and be like, who is this? I'd be no, like, no. uh. I love that. Um, and then five, I got to go Elvis because, I mean, I fucking love his voice. His, el- yeah. his voice was just game changing. Yeah. And Taylor, you can cancel us all you want, but he was a <laughs> fucking phenomenal voice. Taylor, do you have a top five? And honorable mention. Gerald Francis O'Leary. Oh, yeah. Jerry O'Leary. Pat's dad is a phenomenal, phenomenal singer, guitarist. He could do it all. And he actually is a professional musician. He's a professional Irish uh, uh, singer. Mm -hmm. And he's fantastic. And classic rock. And I was over at Pat's house on Christmas Eve, and he confirmed to me that he believes, as a professional musician, that Bruce's version of Santa Claus is coming to town is better than the Jackson 5, so boom. (laughs) He was also hammered, I think. Yes, but <laughs> he was obliterated. <laughs> but uh, and he literally told me, wait, he told me earlier that day that he liked Jackson Five. He better. told me it was Bruce. Yeah, he probably was being nice to you and drunk because <laughs> he's a nice guy. Uh, Kenny Loggins, Michael McDonald, and then around it out Donald Fagan. Donald Fagan, okay. Donald Fagan, okay. Yes. Um, Michael McDonald, eh. Kenny Loggins, eh. If I'm being serious, Kenny Loggins has the best voice out of all of them, and he actually has a legit, amazing voice. Now, do you think Prince had a good voice? Yes, I do. I do. Uh, Prince I do was too. an honorable mention. Unique, I do too. more unique than yes. talent. I think mm-hmm. Prince's voice was 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 very good. Um, that being said, Joe Cocker's voice <laughs> was also phenomenal. Very unique, extremely unique. Very good though. I have two other. And uh, George Harrison was fucking. Have you ever heard Joe Cocker sing? No. So have you ever heard the uh, the version of <laughs> Little Help? <from> my, <laughs> it sounds like that. Help from my friends that the Beatles don't do. No, no I never heard that. Oh my god. Uh, I don't another, version. another honorable mention I had is going back a while. Otis Redding. Oh my yeah. god, Otis Redding's the best. Uh Benny King's also funny good. enough. Drake. My introduction to Otis Redding was literally the Otis by song by Jay Z and Kanye, and then I listened oh, to Otis Redding. They did something right. They yeah, they sampled one so of his you, songs. So you had never heard "Sitting on the Dock of the, the Bay" before, See, that? No. And I listened to Otis Redding song. after that. And I was like, oh damn, man. he's really great. I be sitting oh, when the evening comes. Sam Sam Coke or Sam Coke Sam Coke Cook's great, great. Yeah. Sam Cook's good. Never know how to pronounce his name. Um, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you who didn't have. So this could be honorable mention. Who didn't have a traditionally good voice. But it worked, and I actually began to like it. Um, Tom Petty. Tom Petty didn't have a traditionally yeah. good voice. It's I not a good him. voice, but it worked for him, Yeah, and it worked, and it sold. And it Vocalist, was no. Musician, yes. Yeah, but like even his voice works, though. It works for his music. Yeah. Just like Bruce. Um, I don't, it works for his music. I know this is like, not, we're about to finish up here. This is not to like switch the 
uh, topic or anything, like I think if you in- open it up to all vocalists, I still think Whitney Houston's the best. I've said that before. She's good. I think Whitney Houston has a fucking amazing voice. I think Amy's top ten. Amy Winehouse. Oh, you know who has a? We said this before. Uh, Mariah Carey had a great voice. I don't really like her music. But I, I, I don't think I don't an think objectively great voice. I, I don't think so. You, if you throw females in there, it gets interesting because Aretha Franklin's got to be up there yeah, too. Yeah, Aretha. She's yeah. number one on Rolling Stones list. Yeah, well, Rolling Stones list is a fucking mess for everything. It's about Rolling Stones list. Their is lists a are fu- terrible. We've, we've read it before on the show, but. It's a fucking mess. Their lists are almost like a parody. Our, our, I told you our, our lists would have some overlap. We all had Stevie. Yeah. Me and Pat both had Elvis. We had the same top. Certainly no me. one had Chuck Berry except for me, which is kind of bizarre, but whatever. Because I, he's canceled. I haven't heard much of how is, music. Wait a minute. Canceled. How is Chuck voice. Berry canceled? I didn't know that. Yeah, I honestly Why? never Why? Because heard he used either. to sing, oh, my ding-a-ling. My di-. He's got a song called My Ding-a-ling. And the chorus goes, I want you to play with my ding-a-ling. Is that why? Uh, just do your own research. Okay. Okay. I mean, he. Okay. Okay. Was he on the islands? <laughs> Multiple female teenagers across state lines. Yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. I and didn't hear that. There's a video of him doing very gross things to a a female friend. Let's say. Yeah. Of age. Not that we're like. I don't know. Okay. Suspects. So don't even bring that one up. <laughs> Not that we're like trying to out like cancel each other Jesus here, but like Christ. I mean, we all had cancelable people on our list: Elvis, Van Morrison, uh, Michael Jackson, arguably. It's, it's the rock and roll way. Yeah, yeah. pedophilia. Yeah. yeah, but like at the same time, apparently like, also the po- po- political way, right? Oh, by the way, an honorable mention for me is honestly Mick Jagger, and he gets made fun of because he's like, up. that's not how he actually sounds. If you listen to Rolling, sound like if you stop me up, I'll never stop. Like people like, don't do that with your hands when you're doing people, that. I tell you, 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 you make a grown man cry. That's not how he actually sounds. Like he's actually good. Are there any people like you can think of before we wrap up? We're about to wrap up. Are there any people you can think of that like don't have an objectively amazing voice, but like they're unique and you just love them? Tom Petty. Because like yeah, the first Tom one that comes Petty. to mind for me is uh, Kurt Cobain. Yes. Yeah. Tom Petty. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Springsteen. Bob Dylan. Um, I hate Bob's voice. Yes, but I, I love him. Um, Donald I, Fagan. Honestly, man, I, I would honestly say Billy Joel doesn't have the best voice. I love, but when, I love no, yeah. but I take that back. Honestly. Oh wait, no, Neil Young. Yes, but but Billy Joel, I take it back because I feel like Billy Joel just doesn't try on most of his music because he if, have you li- to. if you listen to him do the longest time, even now, for the longest well, even time, like, uh, Vienna, like yeah, slow like, down, you crazy good child. Night, Saigon. Yes, dude, like all that stuff. Like, Axel's, he has an incredible. Axel's voice. got it. Like not a traditionally good voice, but it's good. Yeah. I mentioned Sinatra, also Frankie Valley, I think. Yes. Oh yeah, oh, true. And uh, and to be more recent, like I don't think this is unwarranted. Like the weekend, like I think he has yes. a legitimately yeah. amazing voice. Yeah, but here's where I, here's where like the more modern musicians like kind of lose me in a way. Yes, it's because no, 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 no. It's because you don't really know like. How I know how influenced the voices. I know you're well, you how can hear it if you listen to concerts. And stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and I've never been concerts. impressed with any of his live performances. Oh, really? Well, yeah, I in my opinion, he's got some great ones. In um, my opinion, like, like I love Post Malone's voice on his records, but you could tell that's all. Oh, all the, oh all yeah, he, but he's yeah. like a rapper. What though, about like, T Pain? And by the way, Post Malone the most live natural is <laughs> terrible. Yeah, no, his he, voice is he horrible because he's always very drunk. Yes. I, I wouldn't care at as all. As far as other like modern sure. like artists go, we like, didn't give a lot of love like, to country singers because none of them have good voice. They never show off their vocal it's, range. Uh, yeah, it's I mean, if you're going female, you got to go Dolly. Yeah, Carrie. Car- I like Carrie. Carrie I know yeah. the Monday Night thing has put a lot of people against her. I don't want to say my female nomination. Go ahead, say it. 
Well, Seamus might get worked up. Oh, no. Wait. Like a modern one? Yeah. Okay. I have one in mind, but I don't know if you're going to say this person. She was mentioned earlier. No, nah, never mind. Amy Winehouse? No. We're like never way gonna. earlier. Uh, Bob Marley? We're ne- who? That's <laughs> oh, not a oh, female. female. Oh, no, I have no mind. idea. Bob Marley also had a great voice. Adele. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. You know who I think this but is? But she this. actually does have a good voice. Well, yeah. here's one that's going to be shocking. Ariana Grande. No. Yes. Listen, she her music fantastic. is forgettable, pop music, whatever. Liz she Gillies. has a legitimately amazing voice. Yeah, I've, he- I've heard a lot of bloopers of her. Also. Like a lot of like fuck ups of her. Sure. And it turned I, me off. Well, I mean, the same thing as like Mariah Carey, who I guess is like <laughs> Oh no, people make mistakes when they're singing. Everybody does that. Also, nah, one more, no, one no. more. Christina Aguilera. Yes. Great fucking 100%. voice. Objectively Fergie. great voice. No. Yeah, that national anthem <laughs> performance. All right, let's wrap this up here. Oh, by the way, Fergie also ruined the song Sweet Child of Mine when she was like no, it was ruined when it was written. She was Shut grinding. She was grinding on Slash, who was noticeably yeah. uncomfortable <laughs> at the Super Bowl, and she starts. She starts off great. She's got and like really good, and then she tries to be Axel. She tries to. She does an impression of Axel for the rest of the song. It was horrible. Uh, what about Elton John? Nah, well, uh, nah yeah. he doesn't have a good voice. That's about it. Yeah. Play us out, please. All right, guys. Well, Whoever been, sings this song, Bob Saget. Yeah, R.I.P. Bob. It's I thought fun. it was Rod Stewart. Turns out it's just a... Uh, oh, Rod Stewart! Yeah. He has a great voice. The next time we talk to you guys, the Eagles might be in the next round. They will be in... The, fuck it. They will be in the next Go round. Have a great day. So have a great one. Go fucking birds. Go birds. Win it for Saget.